Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Ali. My name's Brian. I'm Art. We are joined by Ali Javidian. <laughs> Zing! Uh, well, we were just watching, or I wasn't, I didn't have the pleasure, but Brian was just watching Fishmaster videos. So if you remember Fishmasters, it was on way after Saturday Night Live, like after the news, after Saturday Night Live. It started at like one thirty. Yeah, it started at one thirty in the morning when we were kids. If you remember it, send us an email. Raise your hand. You know, Raise say what's up. Hand. And uh, tell us a little about your Fishmaster knowledge. And we, it, it's kind of blowing our minds. It said uh, on a link that I was just looking at on Reddit, it said only for Central Coast. And we thought it was nationwide. We thought yeah. this was like... I thought it was syndicated here. hit the big time. I thought it was like in the Midwest or something. They just seemed yeah. like such hicks. And No, but I think it was local. Yeah. And they kind of... The way they were in the intro, they're like jumping fences and everything. It uh-huh. kind of looks like they're just skateboarders that were doing a Fishmasters <laughs> thing. All right. But I don't know. Huh. We got to get them on the podcast. What we need to do. So if anyone knows the Fishmasters, yeah, hit them up. Let them know we want them on the podcast. Not to be confused with the Nintendo Wii game under the same name. I don't know what I you're talking about. You, it's one degree of separation. I bet there's I bet someone we know yeah. or li- that listens that's yeah. like, oh, that's my that's my neighbor husband. Or who... we went to high school with a kid and it was their uncle or something. Exactly. Their weird exactly. fishing uncle. Weird fishing uncle. We all got a weird fishing uncle. He used to buy us beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone does have a weird fishing uncle. That's true. I can think of two right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ali joins us once again. How many times have you been on the podcast? I think this is my third. Third. Yeah. You get third up there. episode or third visit? Third, third, third visit. Third visit. Yeah. Third um, is the word. First yeah. was at Warren's house. First was at Warren's house. And then you did it at my house. Then your house. And now you're here. And now here. Oh, okay. And so I guess we should, we should talk about that. Well, um, now, well, yeah. So I just remember when Ali first visited, I was straight in awe of Ali and his stories. <laughs> you had never met him yet either, I no, don't think. And now, you know, now I'm, I'm lucky to be able to just, you know, Oh, he's now so fortunate. A he is so fortunate to receive text messages from you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the latest, Brian? <laughs> Go on. Wait, what, what time was the last text you sent him? Was it at, oh, well, today? Obviously, was yeah, it at yeah. one a.m. today? I I texted. I did get a six thirty a.m. text. <laughs> well, you said that's okay. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> but you said that's okay. So <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake. What was this text about? But you don't have your phone on. I frankly parts. don't even remember. It was car parts. Uh, oh yeah, let's, car parts. Let's for the listeners that don't know, Ali, you are a an engineer in the yeah. automotive world. Suspension being one of your that's right uh, specialties, so right? I uh, Javi Don is the last name. I'm sorry. What if it was uh, Spanish could, like well, Javi Don? Well, and his I, first, I get Javi Don all the time. His first name is pronounced Ali. <laughs> that's right. Not oh, Ali. Oh really? Ali. Well, it's Ali. 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 Yeah. Ali. But you can call Ali. me whatever the hell you girl's want. name. Just don't call me Falache. Javidian. Don't call me at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you might, yeah. Anyways. So he's an engineer. I'm so a serial I'm, question asker. <laughs> so uh, I've told the story before, but uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. Um, Making fifty uh, to 55000 a year. That's okay, right. Go. Um, 
uh, and I graduated and, and through school and, and right out of school, I started working in motorsport and doing a lot of suspension work and chassis setup and things like that, mainly on BMWs, but also did some work on, you know, everything, Ferraris, Toyotas, every, all, all kinds of different Mitsubishis, mit, lots of Mitsubishi work, lots of Subaru work, um, and, uh, ground control, dine-in, works motorsports and then some kind of independent consulting um from there uh, uh got a job as as a tech manufacturing process guy got a little bit bored um picked up a consulting gig that turned into a job with tesla very early on um uh like very early on ve very early on first i think cars. i was employee number first road 40 or something yeah. yeah so uh i was i was hired on as a consultant to, at tesla to help sort out the chassis and suspension on the very first roadster sport test mule um and then uh and then it was a bit of a match made in heaven it was pre-elon um and i went there and uh, after a few months um we started the what we called then the white star program turned into the model s um, and, and I started a prototyping lab at Tesla and prototyped the Model S and um, a bunch of other stuff with, with the, this really amazing group of engineers that was there early on at Tesla. I was there for about five years, went to Google for a few years, um, and then uh, doing some prototyping stuff. And then now I'm at uh, this amazing company called Zooks. Doing, oh, my God. You can name the company. I can now you name the could company. before we had him on. And he uh, say it. You didn't mention the name. No, I don't think he could. Yes, he did. You did? We were, we were Definitely pretty, not the first time. We were in pretty hyper-stealth mode for a while. No, not the first so. time. But since then, we've yeah. had you on. So now there's like Bloomberg articles and, and videos yeah. and stuff like that. And cars um, driving around with Zooks stickers. Cars driving around with Zooks stickers. I saw but, it on 280 the other day. Yeah. And so right now, our, our main mission is to transform uh mobility but mainly we're kind of focused on the mundane parts of mobility not not any of the the super fun stuff that we're all into so cool just shuttling people around a to b robot yeah full, robot car. full level four level five autonomous vehicle no steering wheel no brake pedals um facing each other in the cabin carriage seating um, the car can go either direction forward or back four wheel steering bi-directional at all the way up to very high speeds is that like um, a carbureted 454 or what do they run uh we're actually running pinto motors <laughs> oh that's cool i mean yeah, that's yeah. a pretty ver universal versatile motor i, I think rev 2 will go to cross flow heads <laughs> oh no yeah, yeah. Damn, so right now it's just all in that same Hell, side yeah. i hate it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. support is so hot yeah, I, have it's like test fuel injection. I have one test meal with a rebello motor in it but Ooh, nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. i can only do one of the two motors as a rebello motor yeah yeah <laughs> totally. uh, all he dreams about during the day it's like god if we could just get yeah some freaking fluids in here a funny like early uh story was we had a bunch of uh, leftover chassis from our crash campaigns on Model S, um, and one of them, uh, and we built a, a, a few test mules out of a bunch of different cars, and somehow we were left with a uh, LS6 engine powertrain. And one day, I basically I just laid the powertrain into the engine bay of a Model S, just the motor. Um, and I, I snapped a picture and sent it to uh, to Elon. He was not happy about that. Uh, <laughs> you mean the the frunk? The front. That guy's yeah, a kook, yeah. though, right? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Ollie, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Are you up for answering some questions? I love answering questions. Uh, before we start that, can we mention that we're in a new studio? Yeah, please do. We are in a new DWA office. We have a, I don't know, I guess this is our first official 
office as a company as a brand called an office uh it's a studio studio, it's a studio but see we had official studios including the one we've been using that's true it's it's dedicated it's official was but this is off premises not one of our houses nobody's house um a very cool space nobody's boat this is at the old wrigley building in santa cruz so this is where wrigley gum was made yeah for many years it was a very big business here in santa cruz california there was I don't know, thousands of people that worked here. Yeah. And You've all had Wrigley's gum. Yes. I'm sure. Double mint. Yeah. Um, and it's Big a red. massive, massive Spearmint. warehouse that now has been converted into really cool industrial uh, spaces. No, no, dude. You got to make it more impressive than that. You got to oh. sell it. We we basically have taken over the entire, the entire, entire, entire the entire manufacturing facility for Wrigley's. So. Yeah. We're just in the middle. We're in the middle of the <laughs> facility right now. And yeah. we are going to be pumping out DWA chewing gum in no time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Santa Cruz Mountain Bikes is located here. There's a few art galleries. Uh, there's a, a, what do they call it? Like a, a fab lab? A fab lab, yeah. So people can come and build cool shit, 3D printers and stuff. Yep. Um, it's a really neat space. What's and the map company down below? Like the yeah, USGS. USGS is yeah. down here. The um, map, com- map company. <laughs> That's not really a map company. And there's, uh, <laughs> there's a few like dance studios or Santa, Santa Cruz mountain biking club, I believe. Of course, there's a CrofitFit. CrossFit, course, yeah. yeah. And then there's a, um, a bike studio. There's a bike shop right next door to us. A bike a bike company. Yes, What's Gazelle? It? Gazelle. Uh, Gazelle. Gazelle Bikes. They are owned by the same parent company as Santa Cruz Bikes. And they're out of Holland, right? Yep. It's an electric yep. bike company. And, and what are we, you know, how tall are these ceilings? What's the estimate? 16 uh, feet. 15 feet, yeah. Yeah, 15 foot ceilings, polished concrete. You walk into the the entryway and everything and, and the hallways and they're just huge spaces. Yeah. Ducatis everywhere. Yeah, old Ducatis bikes. and uh, yeah. Motoguzis. Motoguzis lining the hallways. Really cool. couches What do you think, Ollie? Can we get you to sign up here, get, get you a little unit? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And can we <laughs> announce that uh, Cars and Coffee is going to be here? Or is that our, our Morning yeah, Motors? let's announce it. Yeah, so Morning Motors on August 4th. That's Sunday, August 4th from 8 until 11 a.m. Uh, we will be having Morning Motors here at the parking lot across the street. Uh, really cool parking lot here on the corner. And uh, it's right, is... at the, right at the north side of north edge of Santa Cruz. Yep. Right off Mission, it's uh, so that's this actually Saturday. is Mission, isn't that? It's that is confusing, weird, right? right? I guess because it's Highway One. Because it turns yeah. into Highway One. Yeah. So this this parking lot is the same location for the farmers market, which yep. you know that they put those things in nice central spots that have <laughs> plenty of room, and you know, being able to throw the cars in the same spot, it's it's kind of ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna have a uh, morning motors here on August fourth. So it should be really rad, and we have room for. Probably, I don't know, I kind of rough counted it out. It was around 120 to 130 cars. Yeah, and then there's street parking, which could be pretty good. Yeah. There's also a pump track, so bring your rad BMX Mm -hmm. uh, pump track right next door. And it might be bring your own coffee. Well, there is a coffee shop really next know. door. We need but to hit, up, hit them up. Yeah, unclear if they're going to be open. So if they're just we were, roasters or what? We were no. We've no. talked to. We know that they actually sell coffee. Yeah. Okay. So our buddy uh, Clark. Um, from Round Cat Racing, he told us that they have coffee, and he would go there all the time when he was in this this oh, nice. office, this building. That's great. And he said that he he's sure that they would be happy to be open for us if we asked them. So we'll hit them up and see what's up. But uh, 
Yeah, pretty, regardless, pretty regardless, we'll probably have coffee. If they don't have coffee, I'll get coffee at Starbucks. And, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're stoked. I mean, we, we have been kind of looking into different things we can do here as well, like possibly some live recordings, having some, like, people from, maybe from the Patreon. Yeah, a little party. Contingent. Or yeah, maybe a little yeah. Patreon party uh, and some other local folks. Uh, we have space to kind of hang out and do like a little beer sesh, chill sesh. Yeah, kicker. Maybe kicker? a kicker, yeah. Maybe a kicker. Kickback. Full on kicker. Yeah. Full I like on. It. I don't know, man. I like it. It is and kind so, of a wide hallway, though. And so right now, a new podcast space, we literally just set it up. No, we didn't blank. set anything up, actually. No, right. That's right. <laughs> it's just a... I brought a fan. Our and little beers. switchboard, the fan, some We're sitting beers, on the floor. And completely blank <laughs> walls. So you might hear it's a little echo. Canvas. Yeah, what? a little echo. You might hear a little echo because it's... Uh, that's true. There's nothing filtering out down the you know the noise here right now. It's just a big empty room. You guys ready to answer some questions? Huh? Word. Huh? Um, let's get right into it. We were speaking about the rally on our Patreon edition, and this is a rally-related question from Ben Rogat. The Sierra Rally sold out in nine hours. Fifty to sixty thousand dollar budget for a two thousand five or newer rally car, engaging manual or DCT rear wheel drive preferred. I don't really like the tone of his question, to be honest. I'm going to say right now. <laughs> Why not? What's the tone? What's wrong with it, Warren? Just, I think he needs to go with something more interesting. 2005 or newer? All it's, right, go ahead. Go, you guys answer. So, no, th- I actually had this conversation with me yesterday, and um, I'm right there with you because I was recommending a bunch of other stuff. I'm and sensing a butt coming. And he sent me a straight-up butt. He said, I'm afraid of old cars. Yeah, but see, that's not where we come Can in. Can you believe that? I know. Why would he say such a thing? I don't know. Especially uh, if, if uh, with a budget that big, it's like... Exactly. Have your Get the most sorted. dialed fucking what was the GTV? budget? 50 to 60,000? And yeah. doesn't he have a, a, a daily driver? Yeah. Yeah, he has a daily driver. A brand new G70 any minute he wants it. Or G90 or, or whatever he has. That, yeah, G80. Fleet. Yeah. Yeah. Has he had Phil Collins will come and sing a song. I mean... Has he ever had an old car? Nope. He had a BRZ. Well, let's be honest. 2005 is not an old car. No, I mean, no. 2001, fucking 996 or whatever. Like, that's not a... I mean, how much is a fucking GT3? Dude, a 993 is not an old car, right? Right. Or it doesn't well, feel... Well, no, I mean, he's specifically saying that uh, he doesn't want to deal with an old car. Well, why you're saying, saying my point is... Why 2005? Right. Like, he went modernity. I yeah. mean, if you were saying, like, pre-smog, I don't want a pre-smog car. Okay, I totally get that. That, yeah. that makes sense. So I don't, he I don't even turned down an Elise... Which I, he felt like that was... Well, cool. I don't... Um, yeah, that's, but, a, that's um, a lifestyle change. Well, no, we're talking about age. Like, I mean, so E2085 is the first suggestion I had for him because he wanted something kind of cool and something that was an appreciating asset. He said that's too old. Uh, that was too old. So, uh, but yeah, M2 and F-Type is where he's at right now that I know about, mentally. Uh, that's where he, that's what he's test driving. But I, I mean... F-Type. I think you could do... I mean, this is a little bit maybe different, but uh, 2000, like the best 2005 STI out there. Or a really, really nice Evo 9 RS. Mm. We both MR? appreciate... No, 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 RS. What's an RS? RS was basically... So um, the RS was the five-speed, but it had crank windows, no spoiler, uh, and basically manual everything. To find, right? huh. They're hard to find, that but you, they're out there. Yeah, they're but, out there. Uh, yeah. By the way, so going they, back to your perfect STI... Yeah. You, you would get the most dialed collector. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 50 to 60,000 is just is crazy, right? But 28 or something. Right. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. 26 grand. And then you'd be worried about using it. I guess. But at least you could use it and not. You start there, right? That's yeah. That's the thing. 
Yeah, and, and you have money to 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 do the right. Like if it's an 05 STI has pretty much everything going for it, except for you know you you put really good shocks on it, um, and and take care of all the preventative maintenance crap that you need to do to make sure the engine's stout. You can even find put a Cosworth motor in yeah. at, that, at that price and just titanium like, head gaskets is what you're talking about here. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but uh, whatever uh, head gaskets won't blow. I mean, if I were in his situation, I was looking for a mid early two thousands fun rally car. That's practical and relatively no, he's looking reliable. for a mid late two thousands. Sorry. Mid late two thousands. Really um, once I would, I would probably go straight towards, uh, um, uh, an Evo 9 RS or something like that. That's got some. It's got some character, and the RS sets you apart from all the other Evos that are out there. Um, I've but, seen a lot of people talking about uh, E46 M3 CSLs. Oh, yeah. We didn't get them. Can't get, and they're way over that price. Yeah, oh, they're like a hundred k. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one fifty or something. That's crazy. Yeah, but we never got them. Super so. limited. I mean, yeah, very rare car. They're cool though. Uh, that's a hard. It's a tough one. So what we what did you say was on the top of his list right now? E -type, uh, F type and M two. Hmm. I sent him a competition. How about an E ninety M three? Yes, like a nice. That's a great choice. Nice yeah. a Dynan E ninety M. I'd rather have an E ninety M three than an M two. Naturally aspirated M V eight, so, like a, really really good car. So much more personality. To, yeah, you just throw that throw eight grand into yeah. tires sure and brakes. Good, good tires, brakes. Do you like, do you like Travis Tucker's doing right now? Maybe even yeah. more than eight grand because yeah. I'm just talking about the maintenance stuff, like the freaking rod bearings. Uh, rod bearings. Yeah. I would go. Well, would, you can buy a super late one. I would definitely go 996 GT3. That's what I would go. Higher mileage, good maintenance yep. history. Yep. That would be you're my stoked, choice. And you're not you're not losing money, you know. No, nope, totally. You could also do 996 Turbo. Yeah. Dude, for 40, Dude, 40 grand, like a nice 996 yeah. Turbo with an X50. Yeah, I mean, he like, want he's looking at F types, dude. Yeah. Like, I think is not an appreciating asset, right? No, no, no. no. Well, isn't that one of his criteria? No. Oh, well, I think it it's ideal. Yeah, like that's where he's going. But I, he likes modern cars. But yeah, 996 GT3 is like where it's at. I don't know dude. if you can get one for 50 or 60 anymore. Yeah, you don't think so low. anymore? I've been keeping my eyes out. So the one that john sent the yellow the, the one. yellow one was how much was it 64 or something huh? yeah but most of the 996 gt3s or, or the 996 turbos you're going to get in that price range you're probably gonna have to drop the motor pin the coolant lines do the gt2 clutch accumulator thing and like all of those little things that second gear pop out on the 996 turbos so you're you'll be at that 50 or 60 hasn't range. most of that stuff been done on those cars no because no. that's the most, only things that go wrong in the turbo too are the right. coolant lines and then the second gear pop out right that's right but i feel like a lot of that stuff well our our friend john bullock his 996 turbo was 42 i believe um I, I believe it was something around there. I went and tested it for him when he bought it. That's a good buy. But that was a, and it had, they're slowly had starting to 40, go 40,000 original miles on it. It was like really yeah. nice. If you find like a nice special 996 turbo that's yeah. got a bunch of that stuff done to it, you can't go wrong. It's such a fun car. Yeah. I don't and, know if he's into 996s though. Uh -huh. The thing is I, I didn't even go there, but that would mm -hmm. be my choice in that price. How about, what are Ferrari 360s going for? 90. Oh. Yeah, they're they're pretty high. Uh, 360 can, manuals? Yeah, 90. 360 mm. manuals are above 100. Yeah. Because you don't want yeah. the... No, no, no. The F1 is garbage. I think an, an E90 M3 Dude, E90. with a carbon fiber roof, four-door, manual gearbox, naturally aspirated, and then just whatever money is left over put into like the right mild hop-ups and then 
all kinds of preventative maintenance and that thing will go for a long time mm -hmm. super fun super easy to Way drive. Under budget too yeah really predictable on back roads you can take it to track uh, track days if you want how about an all in on that answer how about a 981 cayman s that yeah. was the other i did like that's not bad like for yeah for if he under has a 40 daily, grand dude if he has a daily yeah yeah i threw and out a four-door already so 987 spider yeah that's those a, are appreciating that's a really cool car yeah. which he's actually looking for or cayman r Cayman R's, yeah, if he's into that body style, yeah. Well, it's the same body and, style. Well, this spider looks cooler. My friend just sold his Cayman R. He bought it brand new, and he just sold it for exactly what he bought it for. That's wild. And he and he bought it brand new. He's had it the whole time. It's like 1M status, right? Yeah. yeah. It's that green color. It's uh, my friend Eric, who's terrible color. Right? Yeah. I like the color. I thought he was going to keep it for longer. Well, we bought Patrick Long's 964. Uh, and then, <laughs> that's I think cool. I don't know. He's pr I think he's looking for an an older Porsche too. He yeah, got the it? bug of like getting what is the it? old stuff. What does a dialed nine six four C two cost? S they're expensive now, huh? Like yeah. fifty to sixty, mm. right in his budget. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean nine sixty four, a dialed C two nine, like a ninety three ninety four with the head gasket. That was and stuff. The, that like, was totally my choice too. But again, he, he he feels they're too old for some reason. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Haggerty. Not just insurance, Haggerty has a new drive share program which can connect you directly with other enthusiasts who are renting their cars so people can experience them. So this is instead of getting a rental car at the airport, connect with another enthusiast, get a manual transmission, get a classic car. Haggerty are experts in the classic car industry and now they're connecting with all of their patrons to be able to uh, get classic cars out into the world. Because they're partnered up with this podcast, they put a 10% off discount code. Just put in RAD10 uh, in the little discount code area. That's R-A-D-1-0 to enjoy 10% off your first trip. And um, beyond that, there is Haggerty Insurance. We just have to give a plug. A lot of the cars that we talk about are 80s, 90s stuff. And I think it's not common knowledge that Haggerty insures those types of cars too. So. Yeah, your Miatas, your Porsche 944s, E30s, all that, all that stuff yeah. we love. Yeah. So check them out. I think they're uh, doing more than you think. Hushy Pushy yep. says, DWA camera update. How does Lane feel about his Alpha 7 Mark II in 2019? Is Art going to fix his RX-10 or get another camera? Ollie can chime in here too because you you're, you're a camera guy, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, my camera is super out of it. Like mirrorless cameras have come a long way. They're they're like moving the fastest out of everything, and everything's switching to mirrorless right now. I mean, Hushy Pushy knows all this stuff, but like Canon's coming out with mirrorless, and they're kind of like a little bit behind because they're late yep. for the game. Nikon's has a mirrorless that's big, and like Canon's switching. They're not even making L like L glass yeah, anymore. It's crazy. Like glass for their old cameras. They're only making mirrorless camera lenses now. Yeah, they're making a super compact seventy to yep. two hundred just for the mirrorless yeah, cameras. Yeah, so they're going all in. But uh, my camera is a couple years old, and uh, the autofocus sucks balls. Uh, but Ali has the Mark III version. Yeah, and that thing is like a massive improvement, and I think it's a. I think it's a rad little camera. It's, it's a, a cool, good camera. Good format, good size. So you have an A7 III? So I have, a, I have a couple of Sonys, right? So I used to shoot primarily um, Canon. Uh, Canon 1DX Mark II. Um, and then 
I sold all the Canon gear and I went out and bought an A7 uh, Mark III. And then for travel, I have the um, RX1R Mark II, which is a full frame, super compact mm -hmm. little tiny camera. It's really awesome. But today, Sony announced the A7 Mark IV. 10 frames per second, 61 megapixels. And it can do Wait, it. this is the R or just the a normal? A7R Mark IV. It's the IV. R, not the... Yeah. You don't have the R right now. You yeah, I have the A7R Mark III. No, you just have the A7 Mark III, don't you? No, it's the A7R. Oh, you have the R. Yeah, yeah. So you have the 40-something megapixel? Yeah, yeah. Low light guy. That's crazy. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. low light. The low yeah, light Yeah, that's is, a problem. So the, no, the, the pixel why, size is really small. That's why that. I want to... Yeah. I'd rather have an eight, just a normal A7 Mark III because I, I like... So if you want the low light. light performance, you get the A7S that has the... S is the low, the one with the, yeah, the S has the low light because it has the larger pixels. But OS A7 three is also better than the R as well because for low light. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think the filtering uh, on the A7 R three makes up for a lot of that loss in low light performance. But the new A7 Mark four has all kinds of weird, crazy. Like they do this uh, pixel shifting trick where they can get I, heard, I read about like that. 240 megapixels out of an image. Yeah, um, they, it's it's. I think that's the point where mirrorless is going to match the best um, that that you know Canon and Nikon have to to offer. The yeah. sensors are already way better. Dude, I'm like so scared of getting a camera with that that big of files. Like I don't need mm. that. I'm not printing. I'm not printing on buses, dude. So like, I used you, to have like you never need it that you never need that much detail. When I was pretty serious about photography a few years ago, I used to have a phase one hundred megapixel camera with all the like crazy glass and everything. And I can say that the file sizes were just ridiculous. Yeah. However, um, I think it was uh, something crazy, like one gig per raw image. What um, the hell? <laughs> it was it was crazy, but Jesus. the quality of data that came out of that sensor was like nothing else I've ever seen. Like the glass and the sensor together, you were able to pick up nuances. But a lot of times it doesn't matter it if doesn't you're not printing huge and if you're just putting stuff on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, and even if you're putting stuff on a website or whatever, it doesn't matter. I remember getting pictures at, when I worked for MA Carbon, I would have guys send me these crazy, these like, like these guys had, you know, $15,000 Leicas and then yeah. the glass would be like, I'd look it up. They'd be like, oh, it's shot with this lens, like $12,000 yeah. lens. And I'm like, I would zoom in like 200%. I'm like, holy shit. Like this is the cleanest image I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah. But in reality, if I wasn't doing that, it wouldn't really matter. You know, yeah, like, at that point, the reason I had that setup was because I was way into printing large images with really, really high quality, um, you know, processes like Chromira and, and stuff like that. And crazy. so there you really saw the difference. Um, and oh, he's a gear boy. Too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like all he goes all in, dude. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I need the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you'd use it once. I used it. I used it for a couple of years. It, yeah. was, it was a freaking awesome camera setup. I'm always yeah. the guy that's like kind of like trailing. I buy like yeah. the one when the new one comes out, I buy the old one. For the cheap. crazy thing about the phase one is that so many people use it professionally that I almost got all my money back when I sold it. it it's not like a Sony where you just like drop 50% as yeah. soon as you buy it. Yeah. And to answer a second question, I dropped it off at Sammy's camera in San Francisco and has been shipped out for service. And I do have uh, the option to turn down the service. That's good. If it's expensive. So what, I only paid what was wrong with it? Uh, Dropping in water or something? No, I got splashed with salt water when I was in the Bahamas. And uh, I continued using it for about two hours, turned it off. And when I went to turn it back on about an hour later, 
the lens extends and it just makes a clicking sound. It doesn't power up. So it's probably totally fucking corroded inside. I dropped my Canon 5D in water and it was like a seven or $800 fix. Jesus Christ. There's a very good chance that I might have to replace this camera. Yeah. Uh... Let's see here. JPod999 says, after two months of trying to decide which three-row SUV to replace our HRV, and having thought about XC90s, Q7s, X5s, and then finally settling on an MDX, naturally we purchased an Odyssey this past weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Dude, <laughs> glad to see the right decisions being made. <laughs> it is. It usually is the right decision. We what year is the car? SUVs. Brand say, new. That doesn't say Don't that. drive that thing in eco mode. It's the most frustrating. Oh, it's so frustrating. Can't handle it. Why does that like that? Dude, the response? throttle response off the line is like so miserable. He's mm. gonna be a very happy owner, I think. Dude, I gotta say, we had we had a Sienna for a while, and it was so practical and easy to have. They're so flimsy, though. Useful. Huh? The Sienna was like really. It, it was a it was That's, a little bit of a like disappointment every time I drove it. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. To but hear that. the functionality was really good. It's um, hard to argue. With. I think the Odyssey is much. Right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I thought the Chrysler still had all-wheel drive. They're available. coming out with it. Yeah, no, no, no. They had it before as well. Out. They did have it before. Oh, so but they. I think, I think they the new went version, away with it, and then yeah, they're coming, it's coming back. out next year or something. Um, I mean the Sienna is okay. We've we drove. I think we put like. 80,000 miles on our Sienna and we bought it new um, or 60,000 miles. It, it was good, but one of the problems is that Toyota traditionally undersizes their brake systems. And so we had problems with, obviously with me driving and the, the family <laughs> loaded up into the car doing all these LA and, and um, Tahoe trips. Uh, we had problems with brake rotors warping constantly. And oh, you were mentioning that. You were getting cryo brake yeah, rotors. So, me like you know being the the engineering nerd that i am i'm like they're the dealership saying okay we'll just turn these rotors and i'm like no 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 the crystal structure is all fucked up now like you can't do this and trying to explain to him i finally said okay just give me the car back you just drop a crystalline structure <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. i did yes 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 uh you got to know your audience by the way. yeah i know i know i know I, I was kind of trolling them a little bit by saying that but yeah. uh so sure what i ended up doing out there that totally understood you it's okay. totally yeah, yeah. uh tire rack had stop tech cryo treated rotors oe replacements whoa for the sienna nice so i went to tire rack and how's I, the crystalline structure in those it's great yeah so the the, the thermal capacity tech stopping yeah so <laughs> as a kid we had a first gen minivan uh yeah plymouth voyager we had an 84 and i remember it would go through front brakes like every ten thousand miles yeah it was crazy yeah, the that's the, really weird. Your dad was also kind of a hot rodder. Yeah, and those motors sucked. They had the Mitsubishi motor. So we had an '84. My parents went out and bought first the year. very first year maroon. It was uh, mar- it was not maroon. It was I think it was the brown or the white with the wood sides. So like it was the showroom burgundy car. interior. Yeah, it was the yeah. like, it was the showroom car. I remember very vividly my parents like going into the dealership and I was like crawling all over the car like oh my god. Was it on a pl- rotating platform? It was not. Dang. Um, <laughs> Jesus. That's uh, baller. Yeah, Lee Iacocca gave me a high five. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. We had that and we went through two transmissions. I remember specifically in that in that van. So uh, we're not gonna get back on the topic of minivans. So I have to bring it up right now, Warren. We're trying. Um, 
<laughs> I know you are. So I went go-karting uh, this weekend. I went with Marvin. He invited his buddy. I'm blanking on his name, but uh, he was in a Chrysler Pacifica. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately jump. You know, we go to lunch. I jump in with him to, like, get a sense for what the deal is, and he loves it. Four-wheel independent suspension. He said it handles actually surprisingly good, and I wasn't I wasn't prompting him for any of this stuff. Uh, after the whole event, I don't buy that. For he a sends he sends a uh, a photo to Marvin to show to me, and it's a circled part of a, a magazine review. I'm going to read it here verbatim. There's 17 and 20 inch alternatives helping our Pacifica cling to the skid pad at 0.87 G. That's so crazy. And stop from 70 miles per hour and 164 feet. Figures on par with those of our long-term E46 generation 2001 BMW M3 from March 2003, which was nearly 1,000 pounds lighter. How's that for a reminder of the major gains in tire performance in recent years? Seriously. Although that that braking performance is pretty bad. So yeah. they, I like how they just completely discount all the minivan has to do, and they just chalk it up only to the tires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. That's so the weird. design of the whole minivan. Yeah. It kind of, it. it probably is mostly tires, though. It probably is. And, but, but, but anyways, it, well, it, he he was saying, and I swear, maybe it was prompting a little bit, but I guarantee uh, he said, you he said were it was like, actually fun oh to man, look at this. <laughs> What's I this? was pretty excited getting in. So maybe that was enough. <laughs> yeah, of course. But was he like, was enthusiastic. What's wrong about with this guy? And they're pretty, they're pretty nice inside. Did what you get, got under that ring? Yeah, I, I drove <laughs> one of the, I drove one of the Chryslers. They're, they're yeah. definitely on par yeah. with like the Honda. And stuff. I think the Odyssey is a little bit better than all of them, though. Is, is the Odyssey? Yeah. Are, I I don't think it's common to be four wheel independent suspension on a minivan, right? I don't know. I don't have no Not idea. I, mean, the I know Dodge was so, like a straight axle in the back. Dodge kind of does that though, right? Like because they have an independent suspension on their trucks. On the trucks, and yeah. yeah. And then yeah, like the RSUV, the the mm-hmm. uh, the Dodge Durango and the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and then it's yeah. the same as the Mercedes. I think most of the modern minivans are independent four wheel. I don't. I think know. for a while there were B Max on the rear, mm. uh, but now especially uh, you know the the Sienna because of the all wheel like drive. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah, right quality and yeah, car base and all. Dial Sport says, can't wait to hear about Art's new car. How long until the whole DWA crew has a transaxle Porsche? So a little spoiler alert and a Sunday mm. advertisement. Yeah. When are you getting a transaxle Porsche, Warren? I'm out. But uh, you uh, <laughs> you got a new car. I did. How's it feel? Feels great. Do you want to tell people what it is? It's a 1987 Porsche 924S. Why do you say it like that? Because it's John Daly. It feels announcey, it announcery type. That's right. I don't know. Um, okay, so Sunday edition. Yeah. Um, I almost bought one. We had a podcast where we were going to look at my 944. Yeah. Uh, is that Monterey. the one that got T boned or something? No, was that, that was process. That was our buddy process. Just said shitty paint and just kind of and, yeah. And the but guy I was had a Ma- for a long while. It was before you got your recent one. Yeah, the guy had a Maserati. Oh uh, yeah, that was a whole thing. <laughs> no, Lane had his. No, I did have mine. Oh, did we already? Yeah, we already went we already over covered this. Covered that. But we podcasted on the way there. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. In the fun little adventure. Alex Dale says, "Can you guys do a side by side compare of the 944 and the 924s? Be interesting to see everyone's take." John okay. Davis versus John Davis. That's I, a very good call. I think yeah. I like it at the video too. Like we, we both shift at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like we press the buttons and we see how they yeah. differ. By the, the way, the weird thing is that, that I mean, there's really no. I was gonna say there's difference, no fucking so. the same. Like similar. the interiors are identical. Yeah. Really. Like because it is. Yeah. You got the early and interior. everything's identical except for. And then the yours is also pretty fighters. heavily modified. So yeah. Exactly. So I mean, that. I guess that would be a good comparison yeah. because mine like has what modifications. Mods, yeah. 
Speaking of fucking Camaros, we never goddamn fucking drag race the goddamn All fucking right. goddamn fucking and the Mighty Max. Don't yeah. think that wasn't planned by me just to try to get out of this drag race. <laughs> uh, well, what I need I to knew do I was going to lose. I want you to drive the Mighty Max and then tell me if you think you would have won or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better move, maybe. Um, Untranslatable Podcast says, On my drive to work this morning on the highway, the Ford Escape in front of me slammed on its brakes out of nowhere. Luckily, my art instinct kicked in. Mm. I reacted quickly and avoided any accidents. What's an art instinct? When was your last... Oh, shit. Slam on the brakes experience. What the fuck does art experience? Yeah, what's the art experience? Art instinct. Is that because he almost crashed with me in his 993 on that bridge in (laughs) Santa Barbara? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. We were floating. We were more than floating. We were tank slapping. We were like sideways at 70 miles an hour. (laughs) That's pretty intense. (laughs) I definitely thought the car was going to go home. I thought we were going to be walking home. I I, I remember looking at the the center divider and I'm like, fuck, we're not going to make it to Lowe's. Exactly. (laughs) Then why did you question when I said almost crashed? Oh, I don't know. How dare you? (laughs) But um, I thought he was talking about just being like in Zen mode where Uh you like reacted quickly. Uh Why why does he attribute that to you? So ninja. Why he was in the middle of a Bad joke. You just distracted. Yeah. You ninja? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so when's your last oh shit moment? I guess slam on the brakes. I, I had one on the way here, but it wasn't like oh shit. There are those moments though where you do that and then afterwards you're like, oh fuck, that would have been really yeah. sucked. Like, yeah. I, I had close. one very recently. So I was on, on 280 and same deal. Someone like stopped way too early. And I knew it was it was going to be either full lockup and possibly hit them. So I looked over my shoulder, looked to the right, and got into that other lane. Yeah. And I managed to just get around them real That's quick. That's a good move. But it was very it was like an instant. You know, I had a Pacheco pass going uphill, trying to gain speed, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of traffic, and it just stopped. And so it was that moment of like, oh fuck! And it was definitely like a very last minute. It was just this is the Lexus, but I had my wife and my kid in there, very close. And I was slammer lane switch. No slam on the brakes oh, and really? barely pull it. There's and then no looking in the rear view like, and then they stopped. And That's always the thing. So I'll, I'll throw this in there. It kind of is related. So when I was, I was in Florida recently, uh, Orlando, we were in an Uber. Same exact thing happened. We're in the fast lane and the guy in front of me slammed his brakes. The Uber driver basically slammed his brakes, let off the brake, right thing to do, and then swerved around and basically stopped like halfway up on the car, like a half a car length on the guy's door. Yeah. And then I hear screeching. I turn around. I look over my shoulder and there's a freaking F-150 slams into the car behind us and the car behind us basically got hit in the right corner and it shot off to the side so it missed our car oh I so lucky guys i thought uh, I, I was because i think i told the vandalay contingency because uh oh. have you seen the uh nice. miami's daily traffic video no, no. so we've shared that one it's it's a it's some dude he's got like a heavy like puerto rican accent and he's driving in traffic in miami and he's like miami's daily traffic and he's filming <laughs> yeah and he's recording off to the right and then he looks back and he slams into the guy in front of him. <laughs> and then the car, the phone flies in the air and he's like cursing and like, he's like, ah, oh, oh, you know, he's like saying all this shit. It's oh, really funny. Great. So that was my Orlando's daily traffic incident. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Isn't it hilarious? Look it up. Anyone else want to uh, chime in here? I don't have any recent close calls. Okay. Knock on wood. Tom's underscore Alex says, is it only psychopath weirdos that name their cars human names or do normal people do that too? Uh, I'm a weirdo, but not a psychopath. I've never named a car a... Not a single car. I I never have either. I've named a lot of cars. And what kind of names? Like 
regular human names? Uh, what he's saying. He's saying it. Hot Wheel Mama. Is that a human name? No. <laughs> my, Jamie named my B5S4 Avant. It was Imola Yellow, and she named it Hot Wheel Mama because the plate was six HWM something something. I don't think it counts if, if a significant other or a kid yeah. or somebody named. What about you, Ollie? I would never be caught dead naming any of my cars. <laughs> I love it. In 2002. Um, what would we, uh, I would never. It's called a 1971 2002. The 2002. It's I think it's called what you 2002. Call it. Silver yeah. B. Silver 2002. <laughs> Silver B. Yeah. Uh, Lane, I know you're a big fan of naming Trudy, old best. Definitely not. Trudy. <laughs> no names. <laughs> Tutu. No. Nope. Brian. Sphincter. No. Nope. Trudy's like an 86 Suzuki Samurai. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, Big Fat Flip says, super psyched to sign up for the Sierra Rally. As loving dads and husbands, how do you guys justify to your significant other being gone for a morning, or in this case, a whole weekend, to drive? My wife thinks it's pointless, but is gener generally supportive, so I almost always feel bad and try to make it up to her somehow since she ends up stuck with the kids. Also, I sign up for the rally solo. This being my first one, how quickly will I regret that decision? No, going solo. Is totally no, I don't think you'll regret it at all. That's the standard. Yeah, yep, we and the there's enough like stops and hangouts where you don't get super bored. I'm my, solo. Yeah, my recommendation is to either kind of get a line on some similar cars, similar skill level, maybe another person who's solo in a similar horsepower capable car and stick together like oh huh, interesting i was well, gonna i like following opposite. someone with a co-driver that's what i was gonna say well th okay yeah that, that yeah, too that, that can yeah. that is that around your pace yeah. that's the best part i just like, think someone that's around your pace that yeah. you can kind of you follow like yeah get into a little on. caravan or something. like i love yeah. following paul from auto kennel when he has when with him with a navigator is good because he, he goes at a good pace and he has a navigator with him so you can kind of yeah. just you know jennifer yeah well, not always, but yeah. We didn't answer the part where how do you uh, make it okay? So with this your is wife. probably the most commonly asked the, question, the, the hardest yeah. one. And and he kind of nailed what the answer is. It's like you kind of got to make it up somehow, and uh, you just feel bad of, about I, it. I right. say it's a privilege to take care of our little beautiful <laughs> angels. So. Jesus, how does that work? But uh, Lane ends up bringing <laughs> uh, the wifey along on our rallies. I do yes. not on. I'm not on this next one, and I didn't on the NorCal one. But my wife usually comes with me. On the um, on the rallies, yeah. She's yeah. on four of them or something. She's a big rally fan. It is definitely hard. Everyone's situation is unique. Um, it helps to have a tolerant wife, but I agree with Brian. I do actually feel bad, and I'm like, all right, you know, throw in a nice dinner, throw in a go hang out with your ladies, and we'll take care of the. I'll take care of the kids today. Hey, do some I mean, trades. Notice, notice plural, and I only have one daughter. I don't, I don't know. know about you guys, but the moment that I leave till the moment I get home, I feel kind of bad. Yeah. But. Um, and then you get home and you wish you were about back there again. <laughs> no well, comment. Worse is so, you, you get home and you're kind of beat and it's instantly yeah. you're on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. You Death have to. Here like, you go. Yeah. You're like, oh, if oh, I could man. just lay Here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, Should we just have nap time scheduled into the rally? Yeah. So you can come home we should all stop yeah. at some like <laughs> retreat. <Spa>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like fetal position crying with each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> capsule hotels. We just, just giving pep talks about getting back home. Real, real quick though, I... Um, what I do is because there's at least like usually a month or so before the rally, I really push my wife to like go for the weekend with her family or friends yep. or, or whatever. And like, just, just don't worry about anything in the house. Just go for a few days. Um, 
but also do the laundry if you can. I mean, that's <laughs> we have people for that. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. your kids are older. But so yeah, uh, six and eight year olds. Eight, the other thing I, you reminded me is uh, maybe encourage uh, mother-in-law to come for the weekend or, you know, best friend stay with. I thought you were going to say house. on the rally. You do have to be careful <laughs> there because sometimes the mother-in-law or the friend will be like, what the fuck is he doing anyways? Oh, and it's like, I they're really like game over. Oh yeah. They're no, ruining no. it for you. Yeah, huh. Interesting. But, and I think it's also worth noting that you kind of have to pick and choose too. Like you can't do, yeah. you can't do this all the time. So you pick your events and you know, you plan it well in advance. It's not like a last minute. Thing. It is I, literally, I, I mean, I, this I, is literally I, like any other thing yeah. that everyone's into in life. Right. Yeah, like yeah. some people yeah. are into like, I, I don't know, uh, going on bike trips or going ski trips. And we talked about this. The hard part is that, like, I I know I'm like this. I have hobbies. My I talked to your wife about have, it. Yeah, that's she doesn't have any day. hobbies. That's super cute. Yeah. And she's like, sure. and that's <laughs> like, the same with my wife, yeah. too. I'm like, she's like, God, I wish I had something yeah. like that. I'm like, we'll do it. I'm like, you know, figure it out. Like, you can do it. She's like, but I don't have anything I'm into. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, yeah. What whose I was fault is like, that? <laughs> but well, since I think what you were getting at, Brian, though, is like the moderation thing, and it's like really being sensible. Like, I, I kid you not, I personally know this for myself. The reason that I don't do any racing right now, or that I don't do a ton of other things, is because I'm already gone so many weekends, right? So I'm trying to be sensible of that, and that's like the thing. So just knowing that, trying to find a good balance and. You know, ideally, don't overdo it, right? And everyone's situation is different. Everyone has a different That's type of wife, you know. But. Why I haven't autocross since I've had a kid. It's right. a full day or two days yeah, of I commitment. Cut, I cut all my track days out to do yeah. these kinds of rallies. Yeah, and oh. I choose I choose coastal range over yeah. snowball and fault line, and yeah, I get those invitations. Thanks, Ollie. Thanks to uh, all the organizers of those other rallies, but this is a little bit more diverse. And the discount we hook you up with, right? The the big. I use the week. Patreon discount code. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something to add or quickly? Well, so when I did the Nurburgring, it was another one of these scenarios. And uh, Christina's like, well, if you're going on a trip, I am too. And so she took our daughter and they went to Italy yeah. and did like a whole Italy no. weekend. No. And then, but you guys no. ended up meeting up, right? Like in well, Europe? We, well, no, I mean, we were in Spain at the time. Oh, right. But yeah, see, the, the whole, like, there. taking Yeah, the taking the daughter. daughter. Nope, not, not even close to the same. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> Plus, I don't think, I don't. I'm glad that my wife and don't we don't really get into that like tick tick yeah. attack kind of you stuff because I think if you, you get into that, that. It, it, that's just not good you know that just goes to that goes game. to a bad place yeah. if you're always like well you did this one night so that yeah. means I get a night it like, not work no yeah I don't know I think that's kind of a foundation and, uh, no way so so I'll just say one last thing and you guys can go to the next question is this side of the table Brian Art and Warren you guys have one kid. Two kids is a, is a big challenge. He's, he's on his way. We have another mm. one coming. I can Brian's, totally see Brian's that. Brian's got yeah. a, a the second two, kid. Two kids, it changes the whole dynamic. A two kids solution. <laughs> yeah, it totally changes the whole dynamic. You have uh, servants, right? They do your laundry, as you were saying. They can. Uh, yeah, I don't go. call them servants, but yeah. <laughs> <Slaves>. <laughs> uh, let's wait. move on. Let's move on. Or are you saying it's a bad? It's harder, obviously. Yeah, it's just more Initially. difficult. It's 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 a more it becomes a more difficult pill to swallow to say you're right, going to be alone right, with right. these you're two kids. You're burdening your yeah. significant other with two beings to take care That's of. That's right. Versus one, yes, yes. Mm. I'm it's with you. So much more intense. Yeah. I always heard three. Two is, oh my god! I can't imagine my two my mom had four boys. Yeah. <laughs> all within two and a half years of <laughs> each other. A bunch of knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. I don't even fighting know. gnarly stuff going on. <laughs> Not just uh, boys, skeletons. I know. Or skeletons. <laughs> yeah, hard-headed. Throwing knives at each other. And <laughs> well, that's just like Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Yeti Overland says, tomorrow I'm road tripping from Denver to Aspen. Aspen. And back for work. I'll be hitting six mountain passes ranging from 11.3 to 12,500 feet. At which pass will I really wish my four-speed auto had a trans cooler? Ooh. Is that in his Toyota? Probably. Hashtag beer flows like ice. Hashtag trans gauge. Um, Tap the Rockies? That's a, that? it sounds like an awesome trip. Aspen right? Extreme. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> we haven't I checked it out. I, I've never seen highly it. Highly recommend. Is that a ski movie? Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, great movie. Great Aspen <laughs> movie. Great Aspen movie. Um, the you would know those passes more than anyone. I don't, I've never driven. No, no. I've, oh, never, I've never done them. Hmm. No. That sounds awesome. The steepest one. <laughs> the steepest and longest one. Yeah. 11.3. That's, I mean, that's like, uh, you are that's potentially going to get altitude Carry lots of brake fluid. Fill your transmission with brake fluid. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> <Perfect>. 600. <laughs> keep that, keep that. Uh, there you go. Dude, he's going to have like 20 horsepower up there. Bad Rabbit Habit says, I wimped out on picking up Tom's Jag. Mm, oh, nice. man. When I looked at it, I was reminded of the condition of my wife's first car, a TE27 Mango yeah. 74 Corolla for the non-nerds art. The car runs and drives but needs some love. I'm tempted to go all out, put a modern motor in it, and make it peppy. Currently, it's an auto 1.6. What? Yeah. Yeah. 1.6 with an auto on it. I'm not the manual. Corolla? No, his Jag. No, the, he was going to buy Tom Zellick's Jag. He wimped out oh, because, because he's he reminded realized. he still has his wife's old car. I see, yeah. I see. I thought he was saying of, it was just it reminded him of his wife's first car, but he still has that Yeah, car? I guess he yeah. still has it. Oh, oh, currently it's an auto 1.6. Would you just bring it up to driver status or go full hot rod? What I have permission to do either. 74, 74. Oh, I think he should go all out. Those are rad. It's That'd basically awesome. like all these cars. It's kind of like, yeah. a, it's like a... Put a little oh, fender flares on it. Sorry, I was not paying attention. T27 Mango ta- oh, yeah, Tango dude. Cash. Dude, little like bolt-on over fenders. Yeah. Do a, if you want to be real, do an 18RG, like twin cam, old school side draft motor. Um, dude, uh, those are, those yeah. are so sick. These little mangoes. Yeah, I, I love those cars. I was driven well, home in one. Literally, the, the name Hospital. is Mango. Well, and it's like they call it that because the body style, like the rear is like a little fastback and the mm-hmm. shape is like, it's kind of like a, I'm trying to think, Fox, no, Fox Body is a, I'm trying to think it's of something. It is American. It is designed after like an American car. Yeah, the other like all the cars were back then. Terrible um, correlation with the name. So, I think one of the uh, main like is the other launch one. colors was orange or something like and that. And it's also orange, yeah, yeah, so the shape and the color. And the, the other, the TE21, which is another version of that car they call that the peanut <laughs> so i don't know so they're like that right that's, that's yeah the car. i was those driven so home dope. in a car just like yeah, that dude. one from er- the hospital yeah. those are early toyotas the early rear wheel drive they're so sick. i mean i wouldn't i'm not kidding i would not be surprised that that is that is japan copying an escort a mark one escort. oh yeah totally it's the same exact all those early cars like the, dude, all the, the japanese cars first and second of, gen celicas the first gen was like a they Camaro. Like second gen was like a mustang yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're they're all dope, but yeah, I would do. I mean, he doesn't have to go nuts. Like he can do like a four AG from an A eighty six Corolla. Like it's just and a you nice put high that, revving little motor. Do you put that trans in too? Or? Yeah, the full deal. And you can do that suspension on that car too. It all transfers over, and you're looking at well, unfortunately, the parts that, aren't readily available. What's but. that twenty valve motor? Oh, that's the twenty valve four AG would be badass. Yeah, yeah, the twenty. I think the twenty valve four AG, and they're they're on. Um, that's in like the Corolla Sports or whatever. The no, they one. were in the Euro Mark One MR twos. Oh, 
uh, or not Euro, Japanese Mark One MR2s. So yeah, we uh, we didn't get that motor in any form. Uh, you're thinking you're thinking I'm of thinking the, G- about the later, GTS motor, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and these motors, horsepower or whatever. Yeah, you can find like these motors on eBay. Like, there's a lot of them. They're out awesome. There. Yeah, they rev to nine grand. They make about 160 horsepower. No torque, but sound killer. They sound amazing. They have ITBs, uh, and definitely plenty of aftermarket support to do that on that car. I would go full hot rod, pre smog. Axel Drawer says. What's a better DWA-approved rally tire for the Sierras? The Pirelli CN36 or the Vredestrein? How do you say that? Vredestrein. Vredestrein. Sprint Classic. I don't know what that looks like. Sprint Classic is more up our alley as far as price. It's a little cheaper. Well, for 14s, CN36 might be okay. I have both tires. The 15s are expensive. You have both? I have both. I have the CN36s on my 911 and the Sprint Classics on my 2002. Oh, well, then here we go. So... Uh, the performance is so much better on the CN36s. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the Sprint Classics, you have pretty low grip, but it's really predictable. And you can kind of feel it like giving way. So it's a really fun tire to drive with low grip. So it really comes down to like your price point, obviously, first. But uh, how much grip do you want? So if you want more grip, you get the CN36s. And they're still very linear at the edge. So mm-hmm. it kind of drops drops off nice nice and slowly mm-hmm. they both last a long time they both do great in in rain um but price point and how much grip you want thomas jutz has the uh sprint classics on his 9, yeah. 911 912 targa mm-hmm. and he hauls ass in that thing yeah he does cn36s come in 14s huh yeah 15s 16s they come in all sorts of sizes but do they the, come in 16s but 15s up are really expensive they uh, like the price is like i want to say like triple like I, who was Someone, uh, it was uh, OEM oil, oil leaks. Uh, also, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Kramer, Auto Kennel, uh, uh, he loves those tires because I was the 2002 I was driving on had those tires, and yeah. he's like, I would absolutely love to put these on my on my uh, 911, my rally um, 911. But like, he goes through tires like crazy because he does every fucking rally, and they're so expensive in 15s. Like, I want to, I'm not kidding. I think they're triple the price from like a. Because I think they were like 350 a tire or something. Yeah, way crazy for and 15s. I paid yeah for my 13s. I want to say they were like. 80 a piece or something like that oh yeah. Wow. yeah they were super cheap like well not super but relatively cheap compared to yeah. how th- crazy it gets i think the veristines or whatever are, you know 120 mm. 120 bucks or something yeah, i don't like the way they look i think the cn36 is the right look for his car and yeah. for an alpha um you know german tire on an italian car doesn't i don't know just like that those tires were probably as an optional performance tire in period for those cars so like i think it's I like a, it. the right move uh, Wagonista says, after the suspension talk a few podcasts ago, are white line bushings worth it, or should I just get rubber? All of the 43-year-old bushings on my project car are done. What is this car? Uh, I'm guessing it is... Oh, Celica. Like a... I don't know uh, what year. But... Oh, old Celica. Yeah. Oh, First gen. Rad. First gen. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So white line makes really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you have to the thing is that you have to lube the urethane bushings once a year otherwise they creak squeaky squeaks yeah yeah um NBH but it kind of it depends on like <laughs> your sway bars and your tires and all that other stuff like i kind of at this point default to really good rubber bushings yeah so, is that thing gonna be a rattle i mean it's yeah. already probably kind of rattly car and, and then what size wheels does he have yes 15s uh, on there no they look way bigger probably, oh really bigger than 15s oh yeah 
They I mean, look that's like a pretty small car. But yeah, it's hard to tell. But that, it that seems like it's a full on rat rod status, though. So I mean, I like, think those are fifteen or sixteen. But it for looks like, like sixteen, it looks like it's total rat rod status, though. So it doesn't sound like NBH is an issue. Like, and that's one of the things you'd be concerned yeah, about. Those are like sixteens. Yeah. You're transferring. Like I put on a friend of ours, Neil's STI, I did like white line everything. Like I replaced all the engine mounts, like diff mount, like tranny mounts. And like you get a ton of cool like wine, like diff wine, like drivetrain noise, which is like cool. It's kind of race car like, but on a daily or something like that, it could be a little tiring. But like if it's like his little rally mobile, I think that's pretty rad. And it definitely. And he has live axle yeah. back there too. So it's, I don't know. I mean, Dude, what are you going to do with that car? Like. Rubber bush, just good rubber bushings. Yeah, I think good rubber bushings yeah, and get some sidewall too. on that car. So yeah. you want just to give it more give, like more uh, the rear. Some compliance. I, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to gain, like you're going to gain a ton of like performance, like synthetic performance, like what you feel is performance. But but if you really want a car that's kind of forgiving and, and really good for the, the types of stuff that we drive, you want to be on rubber bushings. Um, yeah. Yes, I fully agree. But it also depends on exactly which bushing you're talking about, too, right? Like, yeah. Like what some, part of the car? Some when it's coming to like the steering feel, that's some of right. The components up there, it can make a, 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 a noticeable difference. But then other things like, you know, not, like the rear not leaf the springs, here, but there's no reason to put white line bushings bushing on the rear. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. The yeah. leaf spring bushings, like that's. Actually, that's one of the parts. On oh no, the that nine, car doesn't have leaf springs. It has coil springs. In the I've back. wanted to experiment with. They sell for the 944. It's where the rack mounts to the um, subframe, I guess. Yeah. It uh, it it's bounded on rubber. Yeah. And then you can buy these two like yeah. basically hard mounts. Rack and mounts that, are the first. And that that's you would supposed do. to just yeah. like makes make a it huge feel difference. so good. And like I I would love to try that before I did it. But yeah. I mean I don't know. What, do you think the NVA to be weird from that? I think you're not gonna feel it normally, but when you hit an impact when you hit yeah, a bump it would translate through the you're steering gonna wheel. translate it through the steering mm -hmm. wheel uh -huh. um so it's it's not bad it's just that one, it's one of those things that like at some point the positive effects kind of diminish and you just start thinking about all that extra noise that's coming through the yeah through the but vehicle. you think that's a good upgrade a rack mount uh, i think a rack mount is the first one to try really and just see how it does because it's probably the least like it's not yeah it's not it's, something it's that's always moving right it's yeah. not something that's always moving and you're not hitting it hard yeah. all the time also just a worn out rack rubber rack mount. yeah i checked mine they're like bad, brand right? new so yeah oh they're like brand new yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, be, I took it out actually difference. and it was like it was fresh dude like because the you know, i have a remanufactured mount, a rack and you could tell they put it in when they. i mean if you if it. you use urethane rack mounts and then rubber front suspension bushings when you do have an impact you're going to translate a lot of that compliance that used to go into the rack into the rest of the bushings of the front suspension oh, okay yeah so you're not going to get this like really crazy jarring thing through the steering wheel mm -hmm. it'll still be kind of damped quite a bit mm -hmm. but uh i think that would be a good start and on that on that celica it, the the vehicle will benefit from urethane mounts, but then you start kind of dealing with a bunch of other stuff that you have to re, you know potentially reinforce control arms and and all of that stuff because it's all those loads spike and, and yeah and how does that work with uh I know with you know e thirty sixes and stuff like that you yeah. start doing that stuff and it starts ripping the body apart right yeah so. totally and on the e thirty like on a more modern vehicle like an e thirty six e forty six you kind of even want to stay away from urethane anything on that vehicle and move to more like OEM bearing like bushed bearing style like ball joints and stuff like that uh -huh. last question. SF Production Gabe says, 
Earthquake, you've got seven minutes to pack your shit and your family into the best <laughs> car possible to get out of Dodge during a natural disaster. What's the ideal earthquake survival vehicle? Other than a water truck towing a barbecue with a crew cab full of cash, <laughs> medicine, and guns. <laughs> He's thought through this at least. Minivan, obviously. Oh, sorry, Warren. <laughs> uh, that'll be answered on our Patreon edition next week. Also, there's another question here. I was thinking we could add to that. And it definitely needs a little bit more uh, thought. So one second, let me pull it up here. Uh, Paul's Finest Hour. Each of you choose three cassette tapes to listen to exclusively in your rad rides for one year. Can be music, audiobook, language learning, whatever. What are your choices? So that'll they'll do both of those on the Patreon edition for next time. Um, Ollie, thanks for joining us. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks, Ollie. And we'll congratulations uh, on the new space. Thank you, thank you very much. Our first guest, yeah, dude, space. and you've been at you've been on the podcast three separate occasions at three different locations. It's pretty rad, pretty awesome. The next pretty one's good. on the moon. Yeah, with Elon. Ah. Elon's past the moon. Oh, that's already. true, Mars guy. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Later. Just don't call me Javidian. Don't call me at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, there's some value in us uh, watching Lane choke you out too. That's, that's true. That's true. I mean.